hey, um, so my name is Brace Belden, and I, I've been doing a lot of think thinking. Epstein killed himself. Um, he killed himself because he was depressed, because he was going to face justice, because uh, the Southern District of New York was going to bring him to justice, and that would be the end of the case. And Jeffrey Epstein killed himself 100% because he was remorseful and he was a coward who, sorry, sorry, who wanted to die. I believe it. Right, Liz? Yes. Um, I also, what was it? Oh, I also believe Jeffrey Epstein was a very sad and lonely and very much wanted to face justice. Yes. Or didn't, sorry, didn't want to face justice. No. And so he hanged, he, he hanged, hanged himself. himself. He, uh, he kneeled really hard. Yes. And that's when yeah. he died. Yes. Case closed. Absolutely. This podcast is the, over. This is the end of our podcast. We've reached the end of the line. We thank you for joining on this, us on this journey. Um, and we're sorry if we've accused anyone that shouldn't be accused. Uh, we should have. It was all a joke. Yeah. Sorry. Stay in your lane stuff. You were right. Um, the government's right. We're wrong. Yeah. Thank you. That's stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I've been eating pussy all day. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein is alive. Is in the news. In, the- <laughs> <laughs> in our heart. Uh, so word is that Jeffrey Epstein, day one, much respect for this, converted to Islam. And <laughs> he was having difficulty during some of the prayers and absolutions. And so when he was in his cell alone, Nicholas Tartaglioni, a famed Islamophobe, wouldn't let him pray. Uh, he tied a little thing around his neck. I don't know why, maybe like a quirk he had, and then uh, prayed so hard that he broke his neck. It sounds right to me. Sure. Hi, welcome, welcome, Trunon. Welcome. Brace, will you intro? Uh, yes. I want to suck your car. No, you already did that. You okay. just stopped doing it. Um, okay, can you just intro the show now? Okay. Uh, I don't know how we intro this. What are you talking about? Hello, welcome to Trunon. Welcome, 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 piggies. Get in the pen. <laughs> We are heading down to the hog farm of truth, and we are slapping some steel blades upon the neck of the swine of lies. Uh, my name is Brace, and I am, in fact, the prince of lies. Uh, and here is my sidekick, who gets paid less than me. <laughs> Liz, hi. Yeah, yes. that's the gender wage gap for no, you. No, it's the IQ wage gap. <laughs> uh, we are here to clear up some misconceptions about Jeffrey Epstein's hanging himself. Because I don't think... So what they're saying now is, get this. Brace, let's pull back. Okay. Let's let our listeners know exactly what we're talking about. So we are, if in case this is the first episode you've heard, the soul in history and in the future... <laughs> A hundred percent guaranteed USDA approved 
not pedophile podcast. <laughs> um, what Brace is also referring to is that there's a story in the New York Times this week mm-hmm. that says that Jeffrey hanged himself by kneeling really hard. I'm a little confused on the terminology here because you're not really hanging if you're snapping your neck by going. He's going horizontally almost. Well, it's like a slight curve. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand how that is supposed to physically work. So his crooked, the crooked medical examiner is only telling us that he broke a bone called the hyoid bone, which we talked about in the last episode. Uh, hyoid. 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 Yeah. The thyroid bone. It's the <laughs> bone that women pretend they have. <laughs> and uh, and they're being really sketchy about what other bones he broke. But well, no. So okay, we need to um, let's clarify. So. Astute reader, Bridgie Therese on our Twitter, our queen, shout out Bridgie. We want to have, we're going to have you on the show soon. Keeps pointing out, and I think that everyone needs to hear this, that all of the reports say that Jeffrey broke multiple bones in his neck, but only specifies the hyoid bone. Now, here's my thing, Brace. You know, I've always got a thing, and this is also Bridgie's point. Uh-huh. What are the other bones that they're talking about, if not vertebra? So pedophiles have different bones in their necks that <laughs> allow them um, to do their sick deeds. I, I don't know. It has to be the vertebra, right? Yeah. And if, but so why aren't they saying they're, if, if it's true that like, you know, a couple of his vertebra are snapped, why wouldn't they say that if only because they don't want to say that because then people will fucking see that. There's no way he committed suicide. So let me read a little letter out from Epstein's lawyer, if that's all right. It's about a paragraph long. So this is from Martin G. Weinberg, Reed Weingarten, and Michael Miller. They say, first, no one should die in jail. And no one, not Mr. Epstein, who has presumed innocent and had violated no prison disciplinary rule, and and not anyone should be imprisoned under the harsh even medieval conditions at the MCC where Mr. Epstein spent his final hours. So that's a little prison abolitionism from there. (laughs) His safety was the uh, responsibility of the MCC. It is indisputable that the authorities violated their own protocols. The defense team fully intends to conduct its own investigation, independent and complete investigation, into the circumstances and cause of Mr. Epstein's death, including, if necessary, and this is an important part, at legal action to view the pivotal videos, if they exist as they should, of the area proximate to Mr. Epstein's cell during the time period leading to his death. We are not satisfied with the conclusions of the medical examiner, and we will have a more complete response in coming days. Oh. So that is from the lawyers from um, the, the the dead Mr. Epstein. Wow. So this is really crazy because suddenly I'm like finding myself rooting for, like, the mobbed-up lawyers of Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, and mob lawyers, these guys are. Um, did you look them up? I did look them up. I don't have the stuff in front of me right now, but I think we should probably do a full episode on that uh, at some probably. point. Probably. Because just like Mr. Tartaglioni's lawyers, they don't exactly handle jaywalking tickets for people. Mm, um, no. And certainly don't handle cases for people that possibly don't have connections to allegedly the what they so-called mafia (laughs) i'm imagining like literally straight out of the sopranos absolutely i've never seen the sopranos (laughs) but i'm also imagining you should watch it i just like the memes tony's the best television show ever i am really into respect 
Um, okay, so this is the situation then. We've got the official story from the failing New York Times mm-hmm. that Jeffrey leaned in too hard. He did lean in too hard. Which, by hard. the way, just goes to show you, ladies, don't try to be too much of a girl boss or you'll end up killing yourself. Mm-hmm. Little lesson about feminism. Yep. Uh, okay, so he leaned down on his knees too hard. Uh huh. Broke his neck. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of people saying he was trying to suck his own dick. <clears throat> Impossible. Yeah. Literally, no one has a penis that you, they can self suck. <laughs> um, it so, is. It is. I am just imagining the velocity at which you would have to lean to snap your own fucking neck with those paper thin bed sheets. It is astounding to me. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's not true. So now... Yes, yeah, well, that's like, the other thing, too. It's also a lie. Yeah, yeah. Two truths and a lie from failing New York Times. Um, so clearly it's not true. And now we've got even more even more reason to believe the official story is suspect uh-huh. because Jeff's lawyers are on the case. So we got to be a little careful with how we handle that because there we have no idea... Exactly who anybody is really, whose side anybody is really on. It could be that like like David Boys, the uh, Mossad-linked lawyer for some of the girls, right. these guys might not exactly be the most uh, organic um, protagonist in this story. Uh, but I am interested to see those videos. I'm actually, well, let's be clear. I'm interested to see the denial that these videos exist or the excuse for why the it, there was a little scramble in the screens that night. I mean, I think it's kind of like poetic justice that there would be, this is the only video Jeffrey Epstein couldn't get his hands on. Oh, God, dear <laughs> Lord. Speaking of videos, just a little DVD update from The Safe. Uh, if you recall those uh, videos that said, Young, name plus name. Just, <laughs> excuse me, yeah, Young, Chomsky plus hand. Um, <laughs> no, uh, those sort of blackmail videos that Epstein had in The Safe, there has still been no word on those feel like it wouldn't be too hard to get one of those bad boys on Live Link. I know we have some DOJ Live listeners Link. out here. Um, so if you can pop one of those bad boys in, I would love to see Hillary Clinton um, nine on the foot of a three-year-old. <laughs> okay, so, Brace, not only do we have that statement from the lawyers... But now, the failing New York Times is doubling down on the official story. Uh-huh. They've released a new, uh, highly, uh, it's like by three reporters, highly reported story called Inmate 76318-054. I am not a number. I'm a free man. <laughs> the last days of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, let's, so this is a pretty wild story. Uh. I have to I have to reserve judgment of how true some of it is because methinks the CIA New York Times uh, doth protest a bit too much sometimes. Yes, it's a bit I I mean, it you know, I feel like we're all in sort of an odd position here because we're trying, you know, like we said, we don't know whose side any of these people are on, but you can trust us that we're on the side of truth. So we are trying to divine the nuggets of granular, pure, unadulterated truth inside this heaping pile of shit. Yes. And let because all of our listeners are quite astute and brilliant brain geniuses, just mm-hmm. like their hosts, um, we know that us questioning things about the official story about Jeffrey is in no way an endorsement of Jeffrey's behavior. Absolutely not. So this story starts out with the fact that, so first of all, he was inmate 
Weirdly enough, that is my exact phone number. <laughs> um, but yours starts with 555. Yes. Uh, so it starts out with talking how he paid numerous lawyers, that's what it says, numerous lawyers to visit the jail for as many as 12 hours a day, giving him the right to see them in a private meeting room. So there's been other reporting on this where Epstein, apparently the shoe has about two rooms where uh, inmates can meet with uh, their lawyers. Those rooms are locked and you can be in it for apparently as long as you fucking want. Your handcuffs are off. And uh, Epstein was reported to have met with a young woman... Who had no briefcase or legal papers? Uh, uh, one of his final visitors. Uh, for I mean, do you think it was? Hours. This is like my joke on Twitter. Like, do you think this was like Jeffrey's last meal? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, so again, like his law firm is basically furnishing him with. Yeah. His law firm is literally, allegedly, allegedly, so, possibly trafficking young women to him in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that was the thing. I remember one of the little details in much of the research we did. And I, you know, you know, Brace, I don't like to be crass. I know. And I don't like talking about such things. Um, But Jeffrey reportedly, allegedly, Mm -hmm. said that he, like, needs to have an orgasm at least three times a day. He's a thrice buster, what they call it. (laughs) Um, So... Here's, uh, according to the New York Post, uh, one of Jeff's attorneys has leaked that Jeff spent a long time visiting with a mysterious, young, beautiful woman for out of time. He had a bunch of attorneys, so I have no way of knowing exactly which one this was. Uh, but they say the woman would meet him with him and was, by all accounts, wearing what people called Sunday brunch attire. I don't know if, like, to the New York Post that means, like, sexy. To me, I just, like, am picturing a woman Just in that she was for Well, no... Sunday brunch attire is not, like, workout clothes. I get up at, like, 5.30 every morning. I don't go to brunch. I mean, it's just more, like, casual, cool. So Probably, like, a Reformation cool? jumpsuit or something. Other attorneys have gr- trying to use the room for visits with their clients have grown frustrated with Epstein's daily presence there, the attorney told the client. They wouldn't move anybody until they told the outlet. They wouldn't t- move anybody until Epstein got where he was going, which is what they used to do with El Chapo, too. So when Will Mitterker was in prison, <laughs> they also didn't do this. Luckily, he's free now. So the guards were just standing there while Epstein had sex in a fucking locked room for 12 hours. I mean, yeah, the, they do that in real jail, though, too. So back, yeah, true. But back to back to the New York Times. There's a really great little, so I want to get back to the New York Times mm-hmm. piece, like you said. <laughs> but I want to read this little detail that I really like. Um, but in his final days, Mr. Epstein's efforts to lessen the misery of incarceration seemed to be faltering. He was seldom bathing. His hair and beard were unkempt, and he was sleeping on the floor of his cell <laughs> instead of on his bunk bed, according to people at the jail. My man broke in, like, two weeks. <laughs> like, this is, like, he Epstein... Just, he just sounds like a dude. Rich people, like, I... See, this is why I want to throw rich people in prison so badly. Because they would, like, they immediately melt. They're like, oh... Oh, yeah, I'll just sleep on the floor. Seldom bathing and hair and beard unkempt. What is Jeffrey in DSA? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Well, he is a sex pest. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> another cool detail is that his lawyers would just empty the vending machines out of all treats. Uh, as we know, it's been reported that uh, in when he was in the jail in Palm Beach, his private wing there, uh, or the private wing there, he uh, they have his commissary details of what he spent. The commissary is like the little store they have in jail. 
uh, and he bought lots of sweeties and lots of coffee, apparently not for himself and for other inmates. And in this New York Times article, it talks about how to avoid problems with other inmates, <clears throat> Mr. Tartaglioni, uh, he would actually deposit money on their books. And as somebody, um, as most of our, our jailbird listeners know, if you're in jail and you are putting money on someone else's books, you are... A B word. A B word. A big ass bitch. <laughs> um, that's like to avoid. Yeah, everything. Like that's everything. Like you, you're getting punked on if you're doing that. So okay, question. Uh, jail question. Yes. Do you think that Jeffrey? Like, do you think the people that Jeffrey was trying to like pay off? Uh huh. Like, were gonna beat him up out of their own, like, because they wanted to, I think or do Epstein you think they were getting? paid off by other people to beat him up. I, I, per, to be honest, I think Epstein was probably trying to, like, head off any of that at the past. Uh, pedophiles aren't known to be extremely popular in right. prison. Although he was in the SHU, so he probably wasn't the only one in there. Um, it's unlikely that the others felt, felt that he was uh, a man um, that they really wanted to be around, or if they were going to be around him, they probably would have beat the shit out of him. Uh, so that makes the... Story about Tartaglioni maybe whooping his ass, maybe saving his ass. It's really 50-50 there. So they also talk about how the short staffing of the jail here. And this is a <laughs> detail that the lying news media has been really fixating on. Right, Liz? Yeah, I mean, ugh, there's, again, these concern trolls out there. Watch out for them. Yeah, first of all, we want jails to be understaffed. <laughs> we love crime. Um, so this is, from the this, New- this is from the New York Times. A few hours later, on the overnight shift, only 18 workers were guarding a jail with roughly 750 inmates, according to records released by the Bureau of Prisons. Ten of the workers were on overtime. One post was actually vacant, the records show. So it goes on to talk about how one of the guards guarding Epstein... I mean, first of all, 18 workers... or 18, Excuse me, they're not really workers. They're prison guards. They're fucking layabout bums. Um, but 18 guards for 750 people... Those are odds that I, as an extremely pro-crime, any-crime person, uh, like. Because that is not very many people. Um, one of the guards actually on duty in the uh, in the shoe that night wasn't even a current prison guard. He was like a guy that volunteered to do it. He was a former prison guard. And it is so easy to become a prison guard, by the way. Yeah, the only crime you're against in this situation is suicide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm against that for... Uh, Catholic reasonings. <laughs> no, um, I just mean Jeffrey's suicide. Yeah. Well, that's Liz, let's be clear. I, I want to be like, when we say suicide, that's oh, yeah. shorthand for the word murder. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Um, <laughs> so uh, these people, it says, fell asleep for a few hours. I am guessing that these people possibly were maybe some money deposited on their books, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And they uh, decided to close their eyes for a few hours. <laughs> maybe someone uh, put Ambien in their drink. I took Ambien once on a... I don't want to talk about that, actually. Um, <laughs> well, back into the story. By the next morning, Mr. Epstein, 66, was dead. At 6.30 a.m., at least one of the guards discovered him in his cell unresponsive and tinged blue after he hanged himself with a jail bedsheet, a prison official and law enforcement official said. A worker hit an alarm he was carrying to alert the jail there was an emergency, according to one prison official. Radios called out, body alarm on south, body alarm on south. 
Staff cut the bedsheet holding Mr. Epstein and tried to administer CPR, according to two prison officials. But an hour later, he was pronounced dead. So key thing to watch out for here, they say bed sheet, as in uno sheetolo. Um, <laughs> it's a little Spanish for one sheet. Again, I implore everyone listening to this to go to jail as soon as possible and try to fucking hang yourself with a bed sheet. <laughs> Can't be done. I don't think we should encourage people to do that. Well, we're not. I am. Okay. Um, bed sheets in jail are not like the, the 800,000 count fucking Egyptian cotton that you and they're your wife. They're not those Mateo sheets, ladies. M- yeah, they're not sheets you buy in San Mateo. No. They are. They are... Sheets that are basically made out of paper and that you can rip with your hands. They understand in jail that you're going to try to kill yourself. And they don't want that to happen because they want you to suffer for longer. So, yeah, you're not hanging yourself with one of those sheets, especially not in the shoe. So they say that they found him at 630, but then an hour later he was pronounced dead. Yeah. So, uh, wait, I, like, I'm very confused. That seems like an insane amount of time to pass. Well, you'd think that the EMTs, because I think that it has to be like a... Uh, do you know, or excuse me, Young Chomsky, do you know the answer to this? Uh, is, do you, do, can like a civilian pronounce someone dead or does it have to be like an No, EMT? but why did it take an hour for EMT or EMTs any? EMTs don't pronounce people dead either. Who pronounces someone dead, doctor? Like medical team? Or like a medical examiner. So they would continue resusc- trying to resuscitate until they get to the, the place where they get pronounced dead, which is the hospital. So some poor schlub was just making out and fucking heaving on his, his chest? <laughs> well, you don't do it with your mouth. Could have been a lady EMT. You do it with your tongue. Yeah, every time that dude's done ENT at me at the gym, excuse me, CPR at me at the gym, he just uses his tongue. (laughs) That's how you first learned how to kiss a girl, right, Brace? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Sven at the gym. Um, But so it took an hour between them finding him dead and them getting to the hospital? You know, that New York traffic. I mean, it's... 6.30. It's not really adding up to me. Maybe I'm being, like, a little too curious here, but... Well, here's what it adds up to. It doesn't make sense I don't understand why we're even questioning this. That wasn't his body. Oh, right. Of course. Body double theory. Yes. Freaky Friday. Um, So this is like another one of my favorite parts of this New York Times story. (laughs) It is impossible to know why a person takes his own life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who can know? (laughs) The mysteries of the universe. (laughs) But an examination of Mr. Epstein's last days by the New York Times, gathered from dozens of interviews with law enforcement officials, Bureau of Prison Employees, lawyers, and others, suggests that Mr. Epstein's death came after he started to realize the limits of his ability to deploy his wealth and privilege, keyword, in the legal system. So, eh, I have a little question about that, because the interviews with his lawyers say that he was in high spirits, he thought he could beat the case, and then he said he would see them next fucking Sunday. Yeah, also, failing New York Times, hello, we could have told you better. Turns out you didn't interview any podcasters. Exactly. Uh, well, maybe Mikey Barbadoro said something about that, <laughs> but I have my suspicions about that creep as well. Um, yeah, uh, it's according to his actual fucking lawyers, not some prison bureau motherfucker in D.C., Epstein thought, Epstein, I, I've said this before, Epstein thought that his dick could be frozen and placed on a cyborg body in the future where he could molest space girls. He is not the kind of person who's going to kill himself after two weeks in jail. His, his, um, his lawyers were going to go for the double jeopardy thing, which basically means that, as from my, I learned in my six months in law school, 
is that he can't be charged twice for the same crime. That's what the sort of defense that we're going to try to go for, and which we can see because he had immunity right. from his uh, from his previous case. Um, that's probably what we're going to see when uh, Nadia and Ghislaine and all those people get arrested too. Is their lawyers are going to try to pull this? Uh, you know, you're you're charging this person for a crime they've already um, been charged with and dealt with. So, some more fun details in this story. A few years ago, on the second floor of his Upper East Side mansion. He had a mural painted that shows a photorealistic prison scene with barbed wire, correction officers, and a guard station. Mr. Epstein himself is portrayed in the middle, and he told a visitor earlier this year that he wanted the mural to remind him of what could await him if he was not careful. So, this is sort of like when girls put like photos of like skinny, yeah. women, like skinny models on their refrigerator to like get them to, to like, <laughs> remind them to, to watch their portions. So when I, when I, I've told the story before, but the first person I met in Iraq was a, a human smuggler, a, not trafficker, a smuggler. People paid him to smuggle themselves. Yeah. So, um, self-trafficking. Yeah. So I had a meeting in this hotel, blah, 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 long story. All this weird stuff happened. And we go to the safe house. And I am jet lagged. I am a little, you know, weirded out. I'm in Iraq. I'm blasting cigs with them. Uh, and uh, he starts telling me this, how he learned this like really big secret. And he had to let me in on it. And he was, um, he was like, listen, if you, it, this took him like two hours to explain, but I'll explain it in 10 seconds. He's like, if you just imagine something and like imagine and like, you know, print out pictures of it and put it on your wall and like try to actually make this thing real and manifest it, you will get that thing. And I'm like, whoa, what? Okay. He's like, I learned it in this book called The Secret. Oh my God. Yes. No. Yeah. I also, uh, on my way out of there, saw a copy of Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In for Sale in Arabic. Did you Did you get it? No, no. Uh, there was also Mein Kampf at the same bookseller. <laughs> you know, they're very similar books. Yeah. There's also a lot of Che Guevara. They love um, Che Guevara out there. So you've seen the, the painting, right? I have not seen the painting. Oh, oh, that, oh, which painting are you talking about? The painting of the of Jeffrey Epstein. No, I haven't. Is there an actual... Someone has a photograph of it. I feel like I've seen it. I don't think it's out there. Well, someone get a photo of it then. So one thing that I, I, I don't think we've mentioned before that's in his house is that there is a human-sized doll of a woman hanging from one of his chandeliers. There is photos of that. So that... Strikes me as a little bit of an echo of what happened to Mr. Epstein, allegedly, supposedly, not really, in prison. Right. Um, there's also a uh, in his house a poodle, like a taxidermied poodle uh, with shit next to it. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, um, I don't know. I the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> By late in the week, there was one small difference, meaning like after Jeffrey's death, the vending machines were full again. So, you know what's full? The New York Times, full of shit. Jeffrey Epstein's guard, the guards who were on Jeffrey Epstein in the shoe, uh, were clearly paid to look the other way while a somebody or something went in there and strangled them to death. 
It's 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 there are almost no cases of these specific bones in his neck or the 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 high. Hyoid. The hyoid bone uh, in people's necks being broken from hanging. It is it is about strangulation. And yes, I realize that a lot of people die. You don't, it's only really on gallows that you die from your neck snapping and not strangulation, which is usually what you die from when you hang yourself at home. But it's just, mm, there's something not right about this. And I, you know what it is? It's the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was a human trafficker for some of the most rich and powerful people in the world. So here's some more kind of breaking news is Jeffrey Epstein's cellmate, one Nicholas Tartaglioni, was cleared of any wrongdoing in the incident that left Jeffrey Epstein um, uh, on suicide watch and semi-conscious in his cell, according to NBC. Uh, this is another little suspicious event that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking goes towards cover-up. Well, it's a little pat, at least. I mean, I guess I'm happy that Mr. Fettuccini was cleared because I kind of, you know, I was starting to like him. Yeah, he says, um, so here's what Cameron Lindsay, a former warden at four federal facilities, said. What this means is that whatever happened to Epstein was inflicted on himself. It looks like a pretty straightforward case of somebody who wanted to die. Lindsay says the prudent, safe decision would have been to keep him on suicide wash. Well, yeah, gosh. thanks, thanks. Gosh, if I were him, I'd want to be dead, and I'm sure there are a multitude of people that want, have wanted him to be dead, Lindsay said. It's Corrections 101. So shocking that this federal fucking warden uh, is like, oh, yeah, it was suicide, for sure. Definitely. Nothing else but that. Yeah, also brain genius. Like, but I'm sure a lot of people wanted him dead. Yeah. It's but, like, come on, dude. Yeah, I don't think the most powerful people in the world have any way to get into a fucking federal corrections facility with 18 guards in it. Do you? No. Yeah, it's pure bunk. So, like I said last time, they're all out in full force spinning in the spin room. And we got to stay clear-eyed so that we can, you know, break through all the noise that is coming out of the centrist bourgeois media. Yeah, and it's funny... Um, <laughs> There's been a, quite a few articles, too, coming out about Les Wexner being like, you know, he just didn't know that Epstein misappropriated so much money. He's accusing Jeffrey Epstein of stealing $43 million from him. It's hard to steal when what's freely given. Leslie Wexner gave Jeffrey Epstein the, and this is totally, like, unprecedented, power of mother frickin' frackin' attorney. Yeah. Which Oops, means, he stole that. <laughs> yeah, which means that he could literally just do whatever he wanted with the money. He didn't even have to check with Wexner. And Wexner trusted him. Wexner said in interviews, like, oh, no, it's fine. He handles the money. I handle the charitable stuff. So now it's, 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 we're wondering who exactly the prosecutors will be going after next. Um, it's almost certain that Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, Max Manuela, is <laughs> on the list. Um, of course, as we talked about in the previous episode, she is found, quote unquote, in Universal City Studios. City? Mm-hmm. Uh, Universal City. And, yeah. um, <laughs> Pretty, I mean, to me, that seems like, uh, and again, I don't want to rehash too much, probably trying to throw the dogs off the scent there. Yeah. Um, most likely, she is floating away in a submarine, which she, by the way, is a licensed submarine fucking pilot, uh, out into, she's mid-Atlantic right now. She's obsessed with the ocean as well. <laughs> yeah, she had all these charities about, it was her, her, her charity nonprofit thing is closed now, of course. Sure. Um, but yeah, she actually, she did a TED Talk, which you can look up. Yeah. Um, which just goes to show that all TED Talkers, perverts until proven otherwise. I think that's very true, actually. Um, 
But we should be we should keep our close eyes on uh, people like Nadia Marchinko and some of his other former you know, sex slaves slash associates. Uh, his pilots too. Remember they were served with papers, and uh, we should be hearing them when the when the case resumes. I know the rest of those trove of papers should be out in September, and I will be very glad to look through those. So you, speaking of papers to look through, mm-hmm. you wanted to take a little look this week on more. Of the documents that were released. All right. So we have a little part of Virginia Roberts' uh, lawsuit against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. That has finally been unsealed. Ghislaine and Epstein and Dershowitz and Mike Cernovich were making sure that this wasn't tried. They were trying to make sure this would not be released, but it has been. And uh, so we have some pretty spicy uh, parts of the deposition. So this is from... Ronaldo Rizzo, which is a great name for a houseman, who is the house manager for one of defendant's close friends, Eva Dubin. Mr. Rizzo testified. And by the way, Eva and Glenn Dubin are like a, a, a finance power couple. Glenn Dubin is a huge donor to Democrats, uh, which you will find quite a lot in these stories. Mm. Um, and, of course, close friends like every other rich motherfucker in the world with Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. So, again, Ronaldo Rizzo was the house manager for one of defendant's close friends. But when I say defendant right here, I mean, uh, I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell. Mr. Rizzo testified through tears how, while working at Dubin's house, he observed defendant bring a 15-year-old Swedish girl to Dubin's house. In distress, the 15-year-old girl tearfully explained to him that defendant tried to force her to have sex with Epstein through tears and stealing her passport. Through threats and yes. stealing her oh, passport. Oh, excuse me, through threats and stealing her passport. So I shall play the, uh, the brave uh, interrogator, <laughs> and you shall play Mr. Rizzo. Or we can switch the roles. No, Lizzo, Rizzo. You want to be Rizzo? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Lizzo. Linaldo Lizzo. No, that's Lizzo. like that weird... That, like, famous girl. Not like that. You're a famous girl now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, how old was the girl? Fifteen years old. <laughs> Describe for me what the girl looked like, including her demeanor, and anything else you remember about her when she walks into the kitchen. Very attractive, beautiful young girl. Makeup. Very put together. Casual dress. But she seemed to be upset, maybe distraught, and she was shaking. And as she sat down, she sat down and sat in the stool exactly the way the girls that I mentioned to you sat at Jeffrey's house, with no expression and with their head down. But we could tell that she was very nervous. What do you mean by distraught and shaking? What do you mean by that? Shaking. I mean, literally quivering. What did she say? She proceeds to tell my wife and I that, and this is not... This is blurting out, not a conversation like I'm having a casual conversation. That quickly, I was on an island. I was on the island, and there was Ghislaine. There was Sarah. And she she said, they asked me for sex. I said no. And she's just rambling. And I'm like, what? And she tried. I asked her. I said, what? And she says, yes, I was on the island. I don't know how I got from the island to here. Oh, my God. This is so crazy, Brace. Yeah, this Sorry. is... This is like... <laughs> Disgusting. I mean, this is, yeah, I, this, uh, I like don't even like reading this out loud. Do you want me to finish? No, I'll do it. It's just, I just want like, uh, 
I want to kill Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it, this like this testimony right here. Like it's it's difficult to make like even a joke around this because it's so like appalling. And 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 just goes to show, like, this wasn't just like this has been presented a lot. Like Jeffrey Epstein was just bringing, you know, paying fourteen year old girls from Palm Beach to come over and fuck him. That is not. I mean, this girl is like, you know, there's the, just the little details really get me. Like the shaking, keeping her head down, like all the other girls at Jeffrey's house. Like that's a freaking rule then that he has for yeah. these girls that he calls slaves yeah and and blurting out you know like they weren't having a conversation she just like comes out with this like and you can picture this scene pretty well right yeah i'm that's what's really upsetting me okay i'll do it we'll go back to it last afternoon or in the afternoon i was on the island and now i'm here and i said do you have this this is not making sense to me and i said this is nuts do you have a passport do you have a phone and she says, no. And she says, Ghislaine took my passport. And I said, what? And she says, Sarah took her passport and her phone and gave it to Ghislaine Maxwell. And at that point, she said that she was threatened. And I said, threatened? And she says, yes, I was threatened by Ghislaine not to discuss this. And I'm just shocked. So the conversation, and she's just rambling on and on again. Like I said, how she got here. She doesn't know how she got here. Again, I asked her, do you contact your parents? And she says, no. At that point, she says, I'm not supposed to talk about this. I said, but I said, how did you get here? I don't understand. We were totally lost for words. And she said that before she got there, she was threatened again by Jeffrey and Ghislaine not to talk about what I had mentioned earlier about, again, the words she used was sex. And during this time that, you, that you're saying she's rambling, is her demeanor continues to be what you describe it? Yes. Was she in fear? Yes. You could tell? Yes. She was shaking uncontrollably. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think just to get, like, a little serious for a second, even though I don't really want to do that, um, you know, we all like to joke around, and and sometimes, like, the easiest way to kind of process these, like, (laughs) just fucking abject horror of everything that surrounds this entire Jeffrey Epstein universe. Yeah. Is like through humor and making jokes and we're happy to all do that here. <laughs> we I think we're pretty good at it. Yeah. But um then you start reading stuff like this and it's just like a little too real. Like it's just very upsetting. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. What it, what it makes me is I mean I think that what it makes most people is is both of course like appalled and and angry. As well. Yeah. Because Epstein, like, and all these people, his whole circle of accomplices and cronies and shit like that, they are like, I mean, I couldn't for a second if I threatened some 15-year-old girl to let them be raped by a billionaire financier. No like, one is th- let raped, Brace. No, well, you know, like, I wouldn't facilitate that. It wouldn't, wouldn't facilitate that, I mean. Like, I wouldn't, like, if I was, like, one of his assistants, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, like, how these people could do that. And even as Pilot, who says, like I said before, like, oh, I didn't know what was going on, any of this I mean, stuff. It's the like, fact these people she... knew what was going on. His friends knew what was going on. I think everyone knew, of course. How could they not? I mean, I don't understand, you know... She says that she doesn't know how she got... She was on the island. Yeah. And now she's in New York City. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know how she got there. Yeah. And well, it's like, well, 
you were drugged and put on a plane. Yeah. And that's crazy. And a plane that presidents have been on. Yes. But yeah. like, if she doesn't know how she, then if she doesn't remember the plane, yeah, you were drugged and knocked out. And so that's obviously not the first time that this has happened. But the thing is like, like what Mr. Rizzo says here, like all the girls at Jeffrey's house, if I work, was working for another rich person and I went to their fr- friend's house and I saw all of these girls like that. Sitting how did none of these on people, the chair with, remember, with their head down. Yeah. How did none of these people think like, oh, well, I'm going to either kill this man or call the police. Because they look out for each other. Exactly. It's, it's in, in there, 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 there. All the people who assisted him in this are fucking capos. And like it's and all the people in his circle are like even even this this couple right here. I mean, especially this couple, they're fucking financiers. But right. all the people who were ever associated with Jeffrey Epstein, they will all wriggle out of it. One of course. We get them. I mean, I think that's like a really important takeaway here is that, you know, these people that are like, I'm so horrified by this thing. And yeah. I, I don't know how. You can't be horrified. I mean, I'm horrified just reading it off of a, my phone. Yeah. Like, I feel physically ill right now. Um, but, like, like you say, they're all trying to wriggle out of it. Well, either I didn't know. I didn't know any of this was going on. Or I assumed that, you know, they were just friends or models or something like that. It's like, no. It's well, a, And, you know, I think this is something we pointed out when we were talking to... Uh, Molly and Johnny on the Patreon episode is like Hollywood is run the exact same way. Exactly. Every large scale capital industry yeah. is run like this. Yeah. And it's a really on the whole- blood of young girls. I mean, you're joking, but not. I'm I mean, not joking. No, it's true. It's literally true. And it's just really depraved and sick. And they're all out to help each other. And the thing is, like, none of these people will ever really be brought to justice in a way that, like, is is satisfactory to the moral mind, right? Right. Like, maybe... I, don't think, I mean, how... Like... Well, I've got a, I've got a couple ideas on how to fix well, it. Well, no, my question is, you know, and this is a really, like, tough realization. Like, how many girls do you think? Thousands. At least th- t- tens of thousands. Right. I mean, there's there's 25 million people who are in slavery in the world right now. That includes sexual slavery and physical slavery. Um, but I'm not sure that statistic counts people like this. Right. No, I don't think it does. La- and 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 I I guarantee like the trafficking numbers we see from the government, which is I mean remember that the U.S. government traffics in fucking people. Like Epstein was. I mean, closer to the CIA than anybody else I've ever met in my life. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's in, in closer to other intelligence agencies. They knew it was going on. So the people that run the United States government knew this was going on. Of course they knew. And fucking, and, and not only knew, assisted, I'm sure. Well, you know, I mean, just to like step out of this conversation for a second, but adjacent, it's like, also, you know, the United States, just as a country, aids and abets human trafficking and sexual trafficking all the time. I mean, look at Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, there's... Look at there's, Libya. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, 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 and just like, literally in Afghanistan, they would like, you know, there's all these reports of, 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 of soldiers, which, um, but basically having been told to, oh yeah, let these, let these like Afghan national police guys rape these boys. Well, even on just a, like... This, these are the facts. This actually happened, guys. Is when Obama was negotiating the the TPP, which yeah. ended up failing. And by the way, TPP is bad, guys. Just because Donald Trump agrees doesn't mean that the TPP is good. I think that's what people pretty much believe down the line. 
I uh, hope so. But um, so when Obama was negotiating the TPP, they were having a real problem with Malaysia. And if you know about Malaysia, you might know that uh, it literally, I mean, they practice human slavery. Yes. So there was a, there's a, um, there was a line in the TPP that said that no country could practice human or sexual trafficking. Mm-hmm. And they had to remove that line. I, I believe it was a line or if it was, a, or it was maybe, perhaps it was like a grading system for how they ranked certain mm-hmm. countries and certain trade deals within the larger agreement. Yeah. But they basically had to reclassify Malaysia because it wouldn't have granted them access to the Straits of Malacca, which is a really, like it's an incredibly important and key yeah. trade route with China. Yeah. We're not a trade route with China. Oh, yeah, shipping. yeah, yeah. That's basically the, what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the Straits of Malacca is between Indonesia and, and like, it's the like Indo-China really Peninsula. tiny. Yeah. Anyway, so like that literally happened uh, just a couple years ago with Barsacco Combo. <laughs> Barsacco Combo. <laughs> no. Buffoon O'Bumbler. <laughs> I do like um, O'Bumbler. That's well, I don't like O'Bumbler because that motherfucker knew exactly no, what he was like doing. No, I just like the nickname. Oh, I do, as, I do as well. Yeah. I feel like they're all pretty benign. I think so, there's too. That's little, why they're very silly. There's some ones. But, yeah, I don't um, like those ones. But, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like this, this isn't like... Epstein is just like the fall guy for the fuck. He is the sin eater for the bourgeoisie. Like they are, they are casting all like, well, this is the depravity. This is the, like, you know, maybe a couple other people will get wrapped up in it. You know, hopefully Dershowitz. That's what we can hope for. But it, 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 we cannot rely, I guess, on the government. No, the larger crime is of course, as always a class crime. But we also need to get some psycho fans <laughs> to maybe no 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 breeze. okay um anyways uh so yeah that is your that is your little yeah. Uh, horror soliloquy we got going for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's have, maybe we can figure out a little bit of a palate cleanser. Okay. Um, on our podcast about pedophiles. <laughs> well, there was a, a sweet little interview with a certain Russian MMA fighter <laughs> that I think yes. we can talk about. That is a great way to end the show. Um, so I don't know if everyone saw, but they should, in New York Magazine. Uh, again, who I should mention have profiled myself. <laughs> they did a just classic, now canonical in my opinion, interview. Um, With Igor Zinoviev. <laughs> so Igor Zinoviev is a Russian immigrant uh, to America. Um, there is a Village Voice article from 2003 that describes him as a former Red Army Special Forces uh, fighter, which uh, he now denies, but which actually, I guess, could be true. Maybe he fought in Afghanistan. I don't know. I don't know. How, how old is he? Uh, unclear. Okay. <laughs> um, but he doesn't look super old. He doesn't look old enough to have done that. But yeah, he he still says he like kind of fucks around during MMA. But this this interview is wild. So this is he was Jeffrey Epstein's bodyguard, driver, and 
personal trainer. So he was only his driver actually in Palm Beach. He says Epstein had different drivers when he went on the island, went to New York and Paris, etc. But sure. he was with him during the, all those times. He yes. was still stuck close to but him. But I do like also the, the personal trainer bit because we've been trying to decide whether or not Jeffrey was... Fit? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've decided Jeffrey was fit. Yeah, he's kind of thick, like yeah. in a good way. Oops. Sorry. Uh, not after that last part. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. So we're going to read a little bit from this interview, which is just unbelievable. Just to like, let's set the scene for a second. So this is the journalist. The journalist is uh, M.L. Nestle. That's Marxist-Leninist uh, Nestle. <laughs> he says, I spoke on the record with Zinoviev for an unpublished interview in 2015 when I was on staff at the Daily Beast. After numerous attempts in recent weeks, I was able to reach him by phone on Monday, August 12th. As before, we spoke on the record. He also seemed, it seems safe to say, quite nervous about saying anything at all. Below is a transcript of our conversation. Please note that Zinoviev is not a native English speaker. In places, we have left his words verbatim, even when his meaning is not entirely clear. Okay, so I'm going to be um, Marxist-Leninist... Nestel. Nestel. And you are going to be... Igor Zinoviev? Yes, because you're so jacked. My that. wife. <laughs> You've been wanting to do that for so long. I've been doing that the whole time. You just won't <laughs> let me put in the podcast. Um, okay. You worked with him and traveled with him 24-7, so that means you were on his plane with him, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the accent. <laughs> You lived in his guest house? Yeah. You lived alone in his guest house? Of course. In Palm Beach. When we stay <laughs> at Palm Beach, we have guest house, and there's property manager who lived there. He was working there before me. It was Polish guy, yeah? <laughs> That's German, sorry. It's, when I hear <laughs> no, Polish, I, I lapse into I it. I like this. This is funny. Did he have bodyguard abilities like you? No. You were introduced to Epstein by a middleman? So how was it that you first met him? Pretty good. <laughs> I never heard anything from him that, let's say, it was improper or rude or something. <laughs> he was always polite. Always a nice person, basically. He's always smiling. Sorry. <laughs> Pull it together, HL. ML Nestor. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, guys. Dumb dummy. <laughs> when you first talked to him, did he ask you anything about your skills or say what he wanted? No, I think he already knows that. <laughs> they probably have reserved people who just check my background and everything. He asked something and I gave him some simple questions like <laughs> how I do and how I'm training and other things. <laughs> oh, this is like the Epcot Center of accents. You're just like traveling around the world. I'm trying to do a Russian accent. <laughs> the Epstein Center. What would you teach them? Basic workout, lift weights, and a little practicing some self-defense. <laughs> like karate? Like boxing and kicking uh, needs. Was he a good athlete? He's in pretty good shape. It was how I remember. He's not the best, but he did all right. You told me last time we talked you would plan to have a workout, but often he would fail to show up, and that annoyed you. Yeah, he worked out, but sometimes probably a business meeting or something else. It was like I wasted a long time in the gym. He kept me waiting a couple hours, like four hours. Yeah. In our conversation in 2015, you described his relationship with teenage girlfriends. This is a quote from you. 
So many time I tried to stop him. I tried to tell him, say, opinion about that. He don't listen to me. That's the reason why I'm not working for him no more. I make him do that to let me go. Do you remember saying that? It's not the teenage girls. I never see the teenage girls. I tell you, I never see teenage girls. Plenty of times when I work for him, I never see anything improper. Plenty of times. Sorry, what an insane <laughs> sentence. Plenty of times when I work with him, I never see anything improper or teenage girls around him. That's what I say. So plenty of times there weren't teenage girls there. So now you say you only saw him with women. Older 18, 20? Or what I say, he has always been with their girlfriends and there was a couple girls... I don't remember the names. She was 25 and worked for him as assistant. Maybe 25 or 23. Whatever. I don't know the age. Come get to the chopper. <laughs> Do it now. Do a Russian accent, dude. <laughs> okay. Okay, but you definitely told me that last time we no, talked. No, 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 no. It's not that. He was uh, doing, like, work release on other stuff. And I just tell him, you know... <laughs> He would order his girlfriends around, and I, I, I told him, calm down. It's not just teenage girls. I never see teenage girls in my life in his house. That's what it is. That's a misunderstanding. Uh, completely. That's because that's what I'm saying. Most of the time with reporters, they give me kind of questions. Who told you I see the teenage girls? I never see teenage girls in my life. And they, they said I was... Here's another thing Ooh. you said last time about Epstein and the girls you saw at his house, specifically about moments when you were trying to offer him advice about his conduct. Quote, Sometimes he tries to make a joke. He'd say, Thank you, Grandma. I don't need your opinion. So when you tried to do something good, he would try to make a joke in front of his girls. I never give anyone any questions. It's one of my rules, actually. I be honest with you. I never ask any of my clients what they do for a living or how they do whatever they do. I just do my job, and that's it. Do you remember saying that? Yes, that's what I say. I feel like the cop's watching me whenever he's on work release. I tell him, don't do stupid stuff. Like, don't put your girlfriend in the car and drive together. Hold on. Why would that be something stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps because the girlfriend was a 16-year-old girl? I mean, this is not... None of this is adding up. Don't. Watch it out. All the extra attention. Epstein made fun of you in front of the girls, right? Yeah, yeah. That was his thing, yeah. You said you never ask your employers questions. Yeah, that's normal answer. People uh, like him just do whatever he wants to do. Because, like, people talking and just, they already have some release. And I understand, and I just read some papers about him, like, whatever, teenage girls. But that was how he answered. So that's it. That's I don't know. Here's another quote from our last interview. Quote, he had a couple of girlfriends. They have no idea the degree of what they're doing. But you can't tell nothing to them. Because they support him, kind of. For the while, this one girl can be more attached to him. He just fire her. Fire them and keep them away. For example, I give you some idea. You have private plane, and you have three girlfriends, and one girl can be more attached to him. And next week, he don't take that girl. He takes another one. He just switches them. He brings them on a couple trips, and then get and then get different girls. That's what he's doing. Kind of not, Igor. 
Wait a minute, wait a minute. I understand this is sensitive. It's not insensitive, it's just, it's kind of a little incorrect. It's exactly what you said. I can send it to you. Here's something else you said. Quote, it could be tricky, you know. Normally he always checks his newspaper. Nothing about me? I say, no, he say, they forget about me? End quote. And when I mentioned Epstein was being exposed for messing with teenage girls, you said, quote, I'm not surprised at all. I'm just surprised how long he can be outside the real world. Someday is going to call him, and it will be real jail. He have so much money he can pay it off. Me personally, if I caught him with my daughter or something do that, I'm not going to go to the police. I do something else. Much worse. That guy could try to sue me and manipulate the situation with his money. That's the American way. I know he screwed up a lot of fashion girls, too. That's a different story. Ha 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 ha. Do you remember saying that? I remember one thing. Like, I say, like, if I be the father and somebody screw up my daughter, I don't give a shit how much money he have. I definitely do something. That's what I say. Before that stuff, I don't know. I'm just really like... Igor, I'm not making stuff up. I was very careful. I'm really careful, too! It was four years ago. You may not remember what you told me. I kept very good notes of what you said. Of what you and I both said. It must come across as very harsh, but it's the truth. I'm happy to understand a little better. He's not alive. You don't have anything to be afraid of anymore. I'm not afraid. Beyond that, he's just dead. I don't want anything to be incorrect. Uncorrect. There's too much shit here, you know already. He's dead and just like freaking people. Just leave him alone. Hold on. When did you find out he died? Saturday? Sunday? Or whenever? What did you think when you found that out? What did I think? Yeah. Are you sure you want to hear what I'm going to think? Yeah. Somebody helped him do that. You think somebody helped him kill himself? Yeah. Okay. Why? Listen, okay, you know, that's going a little too deep. I mean, I'm just trying to understand that maybe you'd be happy he was dead or you would be upset. I don't know. What are you even... Are you even feeling anything? I'm not sad. I mean, I don't have anything against him. Like a bad thing, you know? I don't care about his life completely. I just don't give a... Let's, like, say crap. How he die, or how he live, or how he's managed. You don't have any emotion after learning he's dead? No. Did you think that would happen to him? It's unexpectable. I realize other tries, others tried to talk to you. Did he ever offer money? Did anybody ever try to silence no, you? No, no. Epstein never tried to get people to give you money. I wonder what he was capable of doing since he settled a lot of lawsuits. Nobody ever just wanted to offer me money. I don't care about money. I just want everyone to leave me alone. I... I don't. Just one thing. When somebody from newspaper rights and from everywhere call you me, Red Army fucking commando, what's that mean exactly? If it's untrue, that would be over the top. That's terrible. So after that, they call me mobster? Mobster? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. All right, so he definitely actually was a mobster. <laughs> like, 100%. I forget what that fucking... He definitely was, like, connected to Semyon uh, Mogilevich. Um, so... Pretty sure Igor was a mobster. Allegedly. Okay, just this one last bit. May I ask you one more question? Uh, go, yeah, go ahead. Have you been talking to anyone in the government? The FBI? Have they come to you? Long pause. Uh, great talking to you. Seriously, uh, we'll talk later. Really? Bye. All right. Bye. 
Amazing way to end an interview. Amazing way to end an interview. So sorry, I do realize my accent was faltering during parts of that. Oh, did you just realize that? I don't know what Russians sound like. Um, well, they definitely don't sound like German Mexicans. German, you know, Mexico had a German king at one point. I didn't know that. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. That's like not a fact that girls usually know. That's cool. I'm very, That's like a guy's fact. I'm. I know a lot of things. Yeah, but your whole thing is you're like I'm so girly, but you know, you know I the boys' really. fact. You know a boys' fact. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so everyone should go read that interview in New York Magazine. We yeah. just only just did a couple excerpts, but great it's... find to New York Magazine's been really good on this. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, they've been good. It is their stomping grounds. They're also fund, fund, uh, funded by the Cuban intelligence agency DGI, so they're not like necessarily controlled opposition. <laughs> um, we'll link to it um, on our. In the, in the podcast notes. Yeah. You guys check it out. So I am hoping in the time between when we record this and when this podcast comes out, Miss Maxwell is spirited away from whatever fucking Wiener Schnitzel's franchise <laughs> she's at uh, and taken to Guantanamo Bay to be put next to Hillary Clinton. Except this time, they won't actually just secretly kill Hillary and put a body double out there. They will keep Ghislaine... We need to get. We need to fucking go down to L.A. and get Ghislaine, dude. Because if we don't get her and protect her, so she can fucking squeal like the goddamn piggy she is, then the fucking you know who's will get her. I mean, it'll be pretty crazy if she also kills herself. She's definitely gonna no. She they're not gonna have her kill herself. They're gonna give her the fucking Hugo Chavez cancer, or she's gonna fall off another yacht. Yeah, just well, she like could, yeah, daddy, just like her father. And that reminds me, I do really want to do a fucking Robert Maxwell episode. We're going to, baby. Yes, because that actually ties into one of our other episodes that's either coming up or already come out. Yeah, we where Robert Maxwell was a big. Um, a lot of connections to uh, the American Jewish diaspora uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. also a lot of insane shit he did for Israeli intelligence. Yes. His daughter has followed very well in his footsteps. Like father like daughter. And his yacht steps. Or like daughter like father. Whatever. Yeah. Daughters have sex with... No. Okay. <laughs> Um, so thank you guys so much. Sorry about the little, there's like a little bit of a bummer in there, but you know, this is a tough topic. Exactly. And, and again, we do try to face this with humor because I like my brain literally can't process this (laughs) without it because the enormity of, and and depravity of these crimes. Um, but two things that I really like is humor and violence. And we've got one down. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so we will see you on the fucking Frick side. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever you do, do not uh, hang yourself um, by uh, tying a... Yeah, don't lean in too hard. Yes. Uh, so this has been your only host, <laughs> Brace Belden. Mm. and Liz and our indomitable producer Young Chomsky and this has been true Anon I wanted you to say (laughs) Anon oh sorry Uh, this has been true Anon (laughs) podcast (laughs) we'll see you next week I'm a prankster bye Bye. Bye.